When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Armchair Cricket Podcast. Hello all. Welcome to another episode of Armchair Cricket Podcast, a podcast focusing on test cricket by armchair critics of the game. I'm your host, Ajit. In today's episode, well, we will be focusing a lot on the upcoming third test between India and England. And to help me do that and, well, look at some of the other cricketing news from the last week or so, I have a couple of contrasting uh, opinions is what I'm looking at. We have uh, Nigel the Bear Walker, the head honcho from Guerrilla Cricket. Hi, Bear. Welcome. Oh, hi there, Ajit. How's life? Well, I can't complain. I'm in India. I'm being fed to my yeah. neck and above. So not a nice. lot I can complain nice. about. <laughs> and uh, the other guy who will probably in the other corner with his stethoscope around his neck, Mr. Manju, Mr. Manjunath, who's a, now a frequent podcast companion these days. Hello, Manju. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah. Hi, Ajit. And also big hi to the bear. Yeah. Right. Thank you, Manju. Hi to you too. All right. So I'm sure we should talk of first of the weather and how bear is enjoying it and Manju is not. Let's kick it off. Weather here? No, it's wet. Mm. It's not very cold for a change, even though it's mid-February. No, yeah. Obviously, the climate, cri- the climate crisis is coming. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, waiting for the spring and the summer to come along. Fed up with winter now. It's February. Get this on is, it. It's a quarter to eight and it's 30 degrees bad here. You won't believe it. Again, same complaint. Well, yeah. I mean, as an Englishman, 30 is probably a little bit too hot. Mid-20s is always fine. Yeah. I mean, no, what I'm saying is it's uh, it's just about spring here. And this is abnormally high for so early in the year. Oh right, yeah, crikey. I mean, we can take a forty. I can. Uh, I was in. I was in the northern part of my province recently, and it was. It felt like about forty-two, even though the thermometer said thirty-four. I can take that, but um, yeah, this is a bit tough in Bangalore. It's weird, right, Manju? Yeah. Yeah, we are in a slightly in a hilly area, so I think uh, mornings are quite manageable. But after that, like you said, feels like forty. That is true. 
it's quite intense. Well, that's too hot. I mean, in February, geez. And that's the thing. I mean, I, I'm very happy. I'll not be here for what April brings. It will be quite unbearable, I think. Nonetheless, uh, I think that basically means the pitches will crumble easily. Let's start there, right, Bear? So well, let's move on to the India-England series, the preview. We've had some build-up in as much that Kohli well, stayed out for personal reasons. Ayer has been not selected by India. And a fast bowler Akash Deep has come in. So I think they're not happy with the backup stocks to Bumrah, right? So... And of course, uh, something that came yesterday, a little bit of a shock to some of us. I mean, it's it's a bittersweet news, simply because Rahul has been ruled out, but the guy replacing him in the Indian team, Indian squad at this stage is Padikal, who's from the same province, my province, right? Or Manju's province in this case. So it's sort of bittersweet news. And from England, I think Leach has been ruled out, but surprisingly, nobody has been named a replacement back. Let's start there. What does this mean? Well, it means that they're happy with their attack. Um, I mean, I was saying that they needed one less spinner and probably I'd have gone for Ollie Robinson in my team too in the last test. I think you need four spinners. Hmm. And Root's a ah. decent enough backup. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, I mean, I, I thought Ryan, well, Ryan Armand's got visa problems now, but they let him in, thankfully. But was It was not Ryan stupid, Stupidity by the ECB. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I'd have probably gone with Hartley, Ryan, Ahmed and Root as my third spinner and then probably tried to get Ollie Robinson in as well. No Bashir? Just because nah, it's between Ryan Ahmed and Bashir. I think you want, I mean, you've got a right armour in Root, you've got a left armour in, mm. in uh, Hartley and then obviously you want your your leggy as well. It gives you three of spin course. options, right? So there's no point having two right armours, no leggy and a left armour. I don't see the point in that. I think if you're going to do it, you might as well have a variety. Uh, I think Ollie Robinson might be quite useful on these pitches. You know, he's quite wily. He's got a decent off-cut. Moves it both ways if it's going to move. I was thinking he'll start, actually, frankly. Wood well, is a good pick, but I would have started with Robinson. Yeah, I think they went for Wood for the, the, the raw pace and stuff, didn't they? But, I mean, he mm. didn't really get much to do. He got a little bit of reverse swing at the end of that first test. But uh, maybe he should have had a wicket. But uh, Anderson is clearly class oh, operator, even though he's I not fast. Much like, I mean, this is the thing, you say India have got problems. I think the wickets aren't very conducive for the fast bowlers unless you're very, very skilled. And Boomer is an absolute star, isn't he? I mean, yeah. a man can do anything. Uh, and he's damn quick. And whilst Jimmy's not very quick, he's a wily old fox man, and he doesn't yeah. go for a lot of runs. So, you know, uh, he got five wickets. That's pretty handy in India for a seamer. <laughs> Let's be honest. Absolutely. No, no, I mean, look, he showed his full range of skills, Jimmy. And I won't simply I won't simply forget what Jimmy can do. If you remember the last time England won a test in the last tour, on the final morning, he took two wickets in a spell. I think it was Rahane and Pujara, if I'm not wrong. And that broke the back of India's chase on the fourth innings that day. Uh, I would never write somebody like Jimmy off. But no. um, I dare say, I think that's the way England are going. Because there's no Jack Leach, they'll simply bring Ollie Robinson into the squad, into the eleven, in place of Jack Leach, and that's the change. That's the only change I see England making. Unless you well, think there's another change. Well, no, Jack Leach wasn't in the last test, was he? So I mean, uh, they'll oh, go yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. So they'll oh, go yeah. in. I think they'll either. Well, this no is Bashir. Then. You, you either get rid of Bashir, bring in Ollie Robinson, or you keep it the same. As far as I can mm. see. I mean, the thing is, Ryan Ahmed and Hartley are also pretty handy with a bat. They can get you twenty or thirty. Yeah. Correct. So they're pretty useful at that. I mean, that's one thing. I mean, I thought Leach would have come back. I can't believe he's out of a series of a bruised knee. But there you mm. go. As, as people said on the, no. on the WhatsApp group, he's a, he's a delicate little flower. 
also i can tell you i think it might be a blessing in disguise even for england to not mm-hmm. have to think about leaving luth uh, you know leach on the bench thinking about what he thinks in his head right he's the lead spinner of course you've chosen two tyros ahead of him in rahan and shahab and then he's like uh, but i i don't think he's the complaining sort or the niggling no. sort but all right uh, coming back to the other side manju no ayer no kohli no rahul that's your middle order ruled out right a misfiring rohits yeah so you can have a situation where four people have one or two tests between them and one right. debutant so that will be interesting i think it will be a great challenge for the indian lineup hmm. so i think uh, people coming into the third test with not much baggage or anything they can express themselves so uh, really uh, excited to see if sarfraz you know what position he mostly will come in at 5 hmm. so or where patidar bats in that case or whether both of them play or they will have to keep patidar like make patidar sit out So that, that is indeed the question. Yeah, that is the question. So, but I, uh, I still believe, like from a fan perspective, there is place for both Raj, uh, Rajesh Patidar and Sarfraz, right? Because if you are actually looking at the future mm. and you are happy with Pujara scoring the double hundreds in the Ranji Trophy, then I think they can consider that. I think they have decided to move on. Frankly, uh, Pujara yes. is yes. as good as Pujara is. I think they have decided to back youth. It's thirty-five plus these days. You would think he'll give you that. crucial 30 or 32 of 110 balls some point in time you can't see him do that counter attacking i don't know if you remember when he started his career at the in bangalore he counter attacked to win a match if you remember right in the fourth innings i simply can't see pujara doing that anymore and that is why maybe india have decided to move on so coming back to the number of people that are in having a chance right padikkal sarfraz and rajat patidar let's just say rajat patidar will simply start because he was in he was already in uh, the 11 previously so right. you had ayer and ayer is not here kl rahul has been ruled out so that means potentially there will be a debutant there right because yes. jadeja is coming back you'll want jadeja in the 11 you will not want to play without jadeja you saw i don't want to use the word toothless but maybe ashwin seemed a little ineffective when jadeja was not bowling from the other end yeah. Akshar has done enough to retain his place, and Rajkot, you know, is tacky enough, frankly, that three spinners can be justified because India don't have a route. They lead Akshar, right? Then right. comes the question: With Jadeja taking the one slot that had opened up, will either of these two even make a debut? Would you would you just move uh, Patidar to four, uh, Jadeja to five, Akshar to six, Shrikar Bharat to seven, and then the rest four, the other four will have Ashwin, Kuldeep. and the two fast bowlers which i think will be bumrah and potentially akashdeep but maybe siraj right this is the composition i see i have yes. a feeling they will go so much with tried and tested because if you have such a rookie middle order okay gill has got a bit more confidence yashasvi is all right but your skipper is struggling right let's start right there then what if you are 18 for 2 would you rather have or 18 for 3 worst case scenario would you rather have well jadeja walking in Well, this is it. I think you're talking Pujara. I mean, I'm shocked that they haven't picked him. To be honest, I mean, he's what? He's the same age or a year older than Kohli. No one thinks about dropping yeah. Kohli, do they? For crying exactly. out loud. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 you know, I, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's madness. The guy is a, is a legend in Test yeah. cricket. And, and, and if you've got this inexperienced side, the Jaswell goes off like a train, right? And he's mm. come off in both Tests pretty well. Mm. uh didn't get sent in the first got an 8 yard and then didn't he hasn't been very good in second innings to be fair but you know he's got first innings runs um he's new 
Rohit's off form, as you say. Uh, why the hell wouldn't you want Pajara coming at three to settle stuff down? You know, everyone can bat around him. Christ, if you've got a bunch of newbies who want to be positive and play sort of the baseball style, have them bat around Pajara. But it'd be mm. solid to have someone, especially with Rahul out as well. It's madness, I think, personally. Makes sense. Makes sense. But see, the Indian management, I think you would have seen Pujara named as uh, Rahul's replacement, if that's what the management thought. That was very yeah. crucial. What they, what they, The way they went was the indicator for me. Well, apparently Shaya's ayer isn't injured, is he? It's, it's, no, he's been dropped. This, this, I know, uh, right, okay. They have actually come out and said it because originally it was like, oh, he's got an injury. You know, or is that, nah. that's, that's the terminology, isn't it? <laughs> he's got an injury. He's been dropped. Now, I'm seeing that BCCI is actually turning a little bit around the corner, I think, where they're saying, you know, our players are becoming too much of prima donnas. If somebody is dropped, you call, you call it what it is. He was dropped, right? Yeah. Let me ask you your thoughts on the 11. Then I have another question for you. No, mainly what I was feeling is that uh, you're already 18 for 3. Uh, mm-hmm. At at the most, you'll be 18 for 4. Or 5. So, whom do you want uh, it to be? Whether it is, yeah, or 5. So, whether, <laughs> so rather than you can give Sarfraz a chance. And uh, one thing is like he comes from Maidan cricket. So, like one of our uh, mutuals, Sarvesh also pointed out Correct. that he's very comfortable playing these sweeps and reverse sweeps. Correct. So, that could be one thing. It could be a counter to a strategy in a natural way. This is the batsman who naturally plays a lot of sweep shots and these cute shots. Rather than, you know, you have a Shubman Gill who is very elegant, but you force him to practice the sweep in the net, doesn't work. And he loses the wicket to a reverse sweep. So, uh, there you don't want to be going down there where people are uncharacteristic just to respond to a strategy. All right. I have a point and a counterpoint to answer you. See, Safras is a bulkier lad. And of course... He's closer to the ground. That means he's also very adept at the crossback shots of the spin. And he's a bit of a bully. Uh, in his account, that's a positive thing. Because uh, that's the, one of the reasons why even Rajat Patidar was preferred. Because they will play, they're expected to play a bit positively. I think in the second innings, we saw a bit of that. Where England spinners sort of started asserting a bit of control over the proceedings. The scoring rate fell to about close to 3 and over. Right? And Shubman Gill kept it going. If at that stage, Shubman Gill had gotten out for 70, things could have been a little different. That's all I'm saying. At some point in time, you need a brave 30 or a brave 35. That a surprise or a Rajat Padidar will give you. But Padikkal is, I dare say he's elegant, he's tall and he's a left-hander. Now, this is the biggest right. plus you have. And he's absolutely bang on form. Two days ago, he scored 151 in a first-class game. Right? So, is that is that the thing you would back or would you say next cap of the rank, Sarfras? Yeah, I would back Sarfras. Because uh, I think he's hungry and he wanted this opportunity for a long time. It's been a long time coming. Absolutely. So after this, if uh, if he has a problem and he has a trouble against quick bowling, so be it. Mm. But I think at least for a couple of series, we should back, sir. Correct. I mean, bear the uh, yeah the whispers around the corner. What we hear is that Sarfraz is not comfortable with the ball coming into his uh, armpit. Right. That sort of thing ah. is not comfortable. Now you can tell it to the England management, now that you know. Yeah, yeah okay. All right. Well, I've only got wood out there who can probably do that. And the, I mean, yeah. this is the question. What's Raj got wicket going to be like? It's tacky, man. Believe you me. It's 250, what, it's 280. Slow, low. Yes, 110, 77. Those will be the first. Those will be the four scores. Oh, well, now, is it going to turn? I thought, because it's it, been a road before, hasn't it? Yeah, no. It, it, so what we saw in Ranji so far are... In the first class setup here, so so it's it's, it's a bit slow, and uh, it's slow turn. It's not like uh, ripping off the surface of the first two days. So it'll be mm-hmm. slow, predictable turn in the first two days, and then onwards, 
it'll be like starting to slowly break up right what indian middle indian wickets like do. a kumble kumble style of a pitch puff kumble, of dust perfect and, uh, that's a kumble pitch okay. right but it it's not a pitch where the bat comes on to the ball very easily or rather the ball comes on to the bat very easily it's more like 270 is a decent score person is there okay all right well, that's, that's good to know because the last two tests the last two tests have been run fest though haven't they yeah yeah i think they've relayed it they understood that so no i'm just teasing but yeah i we, i'm curious so they have both kinds of strips so one of the knockouts of the first class premier competition here was played in rajkot not very long ago and remember last season and that's how it played but i remember that it was indeed a run fest where the 700 was it made in uh, rajkot manju do you remember that yeah i, I don't exactly remember the score but uh, yeah it there okay. one of the wickets was like a very uh, like run fest kind of road okay all right so yeah. i don't know yeah. which one they'll go for <laughs> I'm curious. I prefer, I prefer the sporting one. I want to, you know, I quite, well, my, my mind you, the way England bat, I mean, there'll probably be a result even if it is quite flat because exactly. we, la- we don't last that long, but we go like a train. You know? No, but they showed <laughs> it in Pakistan, right? If you make a yeah. flat track, you're actually playing into the basketball approach. You'd rather yes. make a tacky right. track, make it tough to score and make a 300 count rather than a 600. Yeah. Well, this well, exactly. score it in 80 hours or something. Yeah, well, this is it precisely. I mean, England, well, we got 500 in a day in Pakistan, didn't we? For crying out loud, so. Now it's the only way we won again. Yeah. Absolutely right, and I think that's the way they're going to go. They will not die wondering this team. They are completely behind their captain and their coach, both of whom I dare say have a couple of loose screws. But that's all right. That's making mm-hmm. the cricket absolutely exciting if you're a fan. But Australia in the initial part of the Ashes showed if you play proper classical cricket, you can still beat this England team. Right, the first two tests, yeah. and then England came back. I mean, they did well. So let's see. I'm all up for. first of all the selection and i'm more looking at how the pitch will behave in the first session already there and from there we can take a cue yeah. but how do you think this test will end i'd like to think an england victory I do, I do, well, it is quite weird isn't it i mean you've got this really inexperienced middle order for india and a really inexperienced spin attack for england mm. <laughs> it's quite it's, it's quite mad mm-hmm. um i mean i think england will be looking at lips at the inexperience in that middle order and they'll be thinking right if we can punch through to it uh jazwell's been the he's been a thorn in our side so far if we can get him early and cause some you know no one else has really batted very well have they i mean on our, to be fair on our, there's probably more 50s and higher scores in the england lineup i think we i think we're batting better actually mm. Mm. and certainly go down pretty low if you got hartley and ryan inside i'd like to think england can win it it'd be an interesting game i'm i'm really looking forward to it. it's a cracking series so far well they'll go they'll go full tilt that's how they yeah, do it yeah they will And yeah, exactly. So, Manju, your thoughts? No, mainly depends on the our batting. Finally, the the weak links or supposed weak link. So, if suppose India can bat first and get to like 500, 550, it'll unfold like a typical subcontinent yeah. test match. But the problem is suppose exactly. England bats first and with baseball we get to 600 mm. plus or something, then we are always chasing the game. Then I think we'll have to bat out of our skin to draw the game. Absolutely. So that's what I'm. Uh, Like, I think it's what well, the toss. Toss is so important, isn't it? And in the, I mean, if you get first use of a wicket, because they yeah. generally do break up and they do what they're supposed to do. So if you can mm. take time out of the game and back and get big runs in the first innings, you're, you're always ahead of it. Indeed. So that's that. That was my thought as well. It will really depend because India have a slightly uh, vulnerable middle order potentially. I think, by the way, the winning team, whichever will be the winning team, will have more runs from their last five batters. So whoever makes those, you know, nineteens, twenties, takes that, you know, from a two hundred for five to three nineteen or three twenty or whatever, right? That will yeah, be the yeah. team that will win. 
because those 60 80 runs will one frustrate the opposition but more importantly it will give you that maybe a 20 30 run lead and that will be enough in the third innings if you are if you are going in with the lead right that's what i'm thinking mm-hmm. and it will be all all important task frankly that's that's what i thought but before we move away completely from this uh, topic i think manju you were mentioning off air some ticketing fiasco with rajkot yeah there has been like a few mutuals have been uploading photographs where uh, screenshots of letters <laughs> come collected that uh, you have to be physically <laughs> present yeah physically present even though you have an online ticket you have to come and collect it offline so there are people who are within gujarat who are unable to travel to rajkot and take it it's 4 hours 8 hours from wherever from where i am it's like a overnight train you probably yeah. no it will be 24 hours from where i am Uh, it's a big country you know exactly. do i go for 24 hours just to collect a ticket and then yeah. come back and then go back the third day to go watch see the match so again it, it it brings us back to the same problem that whenever australia was organizing an icc event there was a chief of ticketing who would take care same mm. even for icb also uh, who would take care of all the ticketing related issues and have a separate you know like a secretariat or an office but in our even our icc world of the recent one there also there was no such thing like ticketing like it couldn't be found so everyone was again there was a clamor and uh, thanks to a good friend from bangalore karthik kandan i was able to get a ticket booked uh, you know seeing the new zealand pakistan wow at least love lovely so, game so he has this yeah so he has this huge whatsapp group of fans and who keep watching the online portals and they tell us are now book so then we go and book so that's what so they are doing fantastic work but all this need not have been done if you know there is a good channel to accomplish so this has been a recurrent problem it's been a chronic problem so i don't know how to get rid of it so <sighs> yeah well transparency among other things a bit of vision right and of course from india we provide services technical support and uh, it services to the rest of the world apparently bcci want to hire hire our services so yeah. that's the way forward <laughs> exactly <laughs> Got to be ticketless. Got to be ticketless. You can do this on a phone these days. You just, you know, exactly. download your ticket. Exactly. Oof, done. I mean, that's what I did Ridiculous. for the World Test Championship final when I was there. Bear. Yeah. And exactly. I mean, the Netherlands match I had asked a ticket for in Bangalore. You won't believe it. The ticket was handed over. The game was on Sunday. The ticket was given on Saturday morning to the Dutch team manager. Right. And my colleagues, my friends, had to go collect it from him. I reserved the tickets uh, two months before the tournament started. Anyway, let's right. let's go on. uh there is one more news quickly i want to ask you manju what is this bcci putting its foot down they are asking all the players who are in fringe who are contracted or you know who have been playing for india in the recent months they have to represent their first class setup they have got they have to go represent their first class teams immediately unless they are injured or in the nca undergoing rehabilitation is this bcci really putting its foot down and saying players are no longer prima donna does it mean kohli has to go play for delhi yeah I, i ideally it should mean that so what i am hoping is like if this is a if this is a new rule it should apply to everyone equally so it shouldn't be that you know someone who is now in a certain league they get to just come back like parachute back into the team and the guys in the lower runs have to again go back and play a, a play a club game or a like ranji game so this is a double edged sword actually the problem was when we had this uh, test and county cricket board in england Hmm. Uh, they had the prime uh, they had the prime rights or the you know deciding power for the players so what happened was many times people would arrive from the county having bowled 30 40 overs and they'll be tired before the test match so that is the that's the second flip side to this so uh, like if it is going to improve domestic cricket and get more following for ranji trophy we're all for it 
but then uh, we should ensure that the workload management continues when they go back to their uh, domestic side this is more of a warning to the likes of ayer kishan kohli is probably beyond yeah. this frankly between the two of us and i think he's in a compassionate okay. uh, leave situation potentially kohli there are a lot of rumors yeah. so i don't know what's going on but what well, are the rumors well, i mean it's it's quite mad one isn't it yeah. manju yeah i was not saying about kohli actually specifically <laughs> but then uh, all the like uh, probably with ishan kishan there could have been some issues but uh, mm. that also still is not clear because uh, yeah. neither do we have any press conference or press release and we have a lot of sources uh, floating around and many journalists doing these breaking stories so i don't know how much we can trust the credibility regarding ishan kishan yeah i mean bear just a bit more context ishan kishan did not turn up for the uh, for state side he started prioritizing ipl and started training for ipl right away once he decided he'll not actually he'll not be picked for the series because he had made himself unavailable in one of the previous series and ayer probably would skip playing for mumbai uh, even though he was dropped normally he would probably take a break but they're saying show that you're hungry show that you can still score the runs right when it comes to kohli yeah. there's something going on with his family they say that's all i know and nobody wants to relate yeah. what's going on well yeah i mean a rumor i heard which would be horrible is a kidnapping potentially was one of the rumors i heard good gods in this day and age with india well a family kidnapping well, the, the, well i'm hearing the first oh man man this is worse than what i'd heard in any case i really hope all of these are stupid rumors and we wish yeah. him and his family all the best and uh, he just comes out smiling and says something far less exactly. uh, like innocuous than that yeah so i really hope that and we wish him and his family all the best indeed by the way stokes is set to play his 100 test at rajkot oh big day for somebody who is very handy with his fists he's yeah. come a long way who's very injury prone and you know has a lot of yeah exactly issues. Wow, well, maybe he's going to unveil his bowling again. Why not? Yeah. In that case, you know, uh, screw Ali Robinson. Bring all the spinners. Well, that that would be. I mean, that's the whole thing, isn't it? You know, that's that gives you a balance. Yeah. No, I uh, I always feel that uh, Stokes has an ability to get that reverse swing from a length. Mm. So I think he can mess up a lot of big batsmen. I think he doesn't bowl enough due to different reasons, injuries and stuff. But I think uh, he's capable. He has the skill Absolutely. level. you know uh, have an effective no, not yeah. only the skill he has this knack he can somewhere do some something yeah <laughs> yeah there is some exactly. things will start to happen like there will be a run out something yeah. will remember jadeja's run out in that uh, first test that's yeah. that stokes yeah. fantastic that was entirely absolutely brilliant. and with the yeah. ball is yeah. another story altogether nonetheless let's see what happens now moving on now we go on to the new zealand south africa test So today was the first day of the second test. So first of all, um, any surprises on how how well sort of they fought the South African batters? They played the day out. They kept almost 90 overs out, and 220 for six is very old school score. But well, they'll take it, right? It's better than a 181 all out. Uh, yeah, very much so. Um, it's difficult, isn't it, with South South Africa C as we like mm. to call them? Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, some of them are decent players. Some of them have played Test matches before. They're clearly not the best, and and uh, it's a bit of a slight to international cricket, really. It's the battle between T20 and and international cricket it's right there, right now. You know, it's uh, yeah, it's great opportunity for those guys. But is it you know who's going to sit? You know, who wants? To, if you're a New Zealand Kiwi fan, do you really you know do you feel insulted? Do you really want to go? I mean, apparently there's only about twelve people in Hamilton today. You know, I mean. Ah. Does anyone really want to watch it? Do they think it's going to be competitive? I'd like to think that they could be competitive. Hmm. You know, a good county side can give a 
a test team a, a decent game in a in a warm up match yeah. in I mind it's home that's home conditions, isn't it? I mean and they're in way of conditions. Although having said that, New Zealand tracks are quite flat. I mean they're not renowned for mm. being they're not like England. I mean they're generally reason not particularly quick, decent to bat on, blah blah blah. So they don't really break mm. up. So you'd hope they'd be able to put up a decent match, but they don't seem to be able to. So it's a bit disappointing, really. No, but in this case, I think New Zealand have enough depth and experience to just bounce back from what's going on. As I tweeted, as well as South Africa have done, they've gotten to even 220 for six, right? Look, the people who have been chosen, they have no choice. They'll play, right? And whether Mm. New Zealand has a choice or not, the team sent by the Cricket South Africa is the team that will be playing, right? And at the end, they have never beaten South Africa in a bilateral test series since their readmission. So this is the best hope they have. They already won the first test, right? Even a draw, they're happy. Yeah. Now, first, I expect they'll take it and then you'll hear Tim Saudi say a few things at the end of the series in a press conference. That's what I expect they'll do. First, they'll take the win because that's what I would do because you're giving me something that I've been looking for for three decades. I'll take that. But then I'll still complain, why could you not have sent a better team? Right? I think Dean Elga's retirement sort of caught South Cricket South Africa by a bit of surprise. Otherwise, he would have led this tour. Right? It would have added a bit of experience as well as a bit of uh, gravitas. But he, he decided to say, nah, I'm, I'm done. So that basically meant they were sort of caught short, CSA. So anyway, lo- to just look at this test, I was very surprised. Sean Von Berg, where have you looked at him? He looks like a quintessential no. village blacksmith, for the lack of a better word. Okay. A proper. Is no, I mean he's a. I think he's a spinner, if I'm not wrong. But he's. I'm more yeah. referring to his. He's a, yeah, he's a like break bowler, and he's he's bald, and he's let's just say he has about three stones extra on him, potentially. Right. Ah. Old, old school. Old school. Oh, and he oh, showed school. it today. He showed it today <laughs> in his approach. Grit. I mean, he has 5K test, test runs and enough hundreds. So he showed the grit and he actually showed, again, it's not about how svelte you are, but what you have between your ears and how you hold your bat or whatever, right? Yeah. And Rwanda Swart, again, somebody who showed that he can bat in the first test, he made a 50, unbeaten 55, and Sean von Berg has made 34 of 82. If they can even take it to 300, I, say I dare say they have a chance if they can break through the top three or four of New Zealand quickly. But if they can't do that, New Zealand will make another 500 and they'll probably not lose yeah. by an innings, but they'll give New Zealand a target of 70 or something. That's it. But yeah. what, your thoughts, uh, Manju? Yeah, so I was actually, I thought that, you know, probably Zubair Hamza or uh, Beddingham exactly. will you know, continue and, you know, establish themselves. But it has not happened, unfortunately. When Zubair Hamza came to India, he was playing a lot of these cute square cuts and he actually... Almost very Bangladeshi style in, his, uh, in the way he stood at the crease and going down on one knee and driving. But uh, somewhere I think he has lost mm. his way. Uh, he tried to stick around today uh, from uh, what is there. But uh, I don't know what is the future for him. We have to see like, when the regulars are back. So I think he should uh, take this uh, series like quite seriously. And he needs to make good of this limited option. I think they are aware. But definitely the lower mm. order, yeah, they are aware. But somehow it's uh, like even in the first test there was a great gulf between the two sides, so it just felt as though it's a hastily assembled eleven is coming. Right. And uh, yeah, the captain took six wickets on his mm. first outing. All that is really good for the numbers, but uh, overall there was a lot of gap. So I think here if they are able to get to three hundred, I think like you said, uh, definitely 
they can at least you know fight for the hmm. game and there was a contrast when it comes to you know uh, the approach so neil brand was going well but he got out unfortunately beddingham was really unfortunate because he flicked the ball and it pitched on his boot and went to the short square like hands that was unfortunate i thought he would have yeah. gone on but yeah i was a bit unfair last time when i said none of these people might make a south africa 11 normally but david beddingham came from an 11 but renard van tonder looked yes. good zubair hamza had a chance but they are they were never looking to seize the initiative they were a bit worried they were too worried about keeping the wickets it was clear they had to bat the day out they had made this deal and they had to bat the day out no matter what the score would be at the end of the day right and they achieved that but the problem with this is see uh, in the first test new zealand were on the receiving end of this at around the 45th over they had a run rate of 2.2 with williamson and rachin ravindra but towards the end of the day the run rate was already 3.2 what i mean is 3 3.2 will make it about 285 or whatever right so then you have a decent day because this is still you could still be bowled out under 250 if you have 10 10 bad minutes on yeah. the second morning right that's my problem and they have given shepo moreki a go um so i'm looking to see and dane peters back in the 11 i think uh, we are not commentating there otherwise there's a nice jingle isn't there the most the most sought yeah, after jingle, jingle i think after adil rashid yeah, well, yeah. but anyway <laughs> in here i'm really looking forward to a competitive test match that's all i'm looking for as a fan i have no horse in this race but i would really like to see it doesn't matter if they lose but they should give new zealand a, a run for their money the first test was too easy for them right yeah and from new zealand the only like nice thing i like to talk about is william o'rourke debuting he looks like a proper fast bowler man of bone he hurried a couple of batsmen he uh, hit a couple of people on the body and he doesn't look very aggressive with his body language or anything but he just rapid off the pitch i like that right and neil wagner got another test i think he might be potentially giving yeah. been given a set of test i don't know if that's what this is i didn't think yeah. neil wagner would ever play for new zealand again he's playing again so that that for me is a wonderful story in itself and he's playing against his country of birth so some some needle there no yeah. so uh, yeah i want to see at least a couple more days of proper tussle and then yeah the results may go the way they must Do you see wow. South Africa as surprising New Zealand at all? At all? First, let's start with you, Bear. Nah, not really. I mean, as you say, it'd be nice if they did. Um, or as you say, even put Windy's did right and make it a close run thing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, this is it. You got cricketers, as I said. They they probably got potential, and, and if they all play to the best of ability, they're probably capable of beating New Zealand side. You know, uh, who have a bad day. So you can never tell these things, and and that's what we all hope for. Just. just to, hmm. yeah give south africa a little bit of pride in sending out the c team you know and it's... that's the whole point yeah. south africa never lies down it's not about a bcd it's no. that sporting culture they are very proud of that and that's what these people are upholding yes. right so that's what i would like to see and uh, manju any chance of an upset uh, no i don't know i'm very interested to see how dane peet shapes up because last we saw him in i think in the india tour where you know he and sendoran muthasamy tried to score some runs yeah, down the yeah. so i think uh, maybe he, he must be massively improved as a batsman i hope so and uh, with the off spin he should come into the game like if ravindra is been able to pick up some wickets i think the other finger spinner should come into the game hmm. let's see let's see but they also have shawn von berg who will have some confidence from his batting maybe yeah. he'll he'll do a one let's see so yeah there are heroes that uh, that could stand up here if you are a south african team so let's see yeah all right moving on from that if you are going towards some limited overs cricket uh, 
So the first one is a Sri Lanka versus Afghanistan game, the second ODI. After their very, very brave, you know, sort of a very brave effort in the first ODI where they came very close to chasing uh, 382. In the second ODI, unfortunately, they fell halfway, Afghanistan. So in this case, Patum Nasimka didn't uh, make much, but the middle order, solid middle order contributions, Kushal Mendes, Samara Vikrama, Asalanka finished 97, not out. Unfortunate to miss out on 100 potentially. So when you look at that, uh, you again thought, do they have it in them to make 300 twice in a row Afghanistan on a sort of a slightly spinning sort of a palakele pitch? No, they didn't. But I must say, at 142 for two in the 30th over, they were right in it. Because Rahmat Shah had 63 and Ibrahim Zadran had 54. And if these two had batted another four or five overs, Shahidi can hit Omar Zain, Nabi, Ali Khil, all can sort of, you know, make those rapid 20s and 30s you would need. And they would have gotten out. Naib can swing the bat very hard. You know that, right? But then from 143 for three, in 10 runs, they were all out. See, this is something still, this is something you don't expect. Because the sense of maturity that you need as an international team is the toughest thing to achieve. Bangladesh, we saw struggle. I thought Afghanistan will get there a bit earlier. I mean, with less number of games. That's what I mean. But no, we didn't. We don't see that. Anything to add on this, Bear? No, I mean, yeah, that's that's the problem with Afghanistan. Isn't it? I mean, they had a fantastic mm. World Cup, um, but you always think they're close to disaster. At the same <laughs> time, you know, you know, it can always go wrong with them just because that's the thing: the inexperience, maybe not the greatest players. Again, you know, they're a team that if everyone plays and everyone's up for it, they can create shock results, but generally they mm. don't. And they haven't got Rashid Khan. I didn't realize he was out with a back injury. Yeah, no, I think he's got a big sort of a career-threatening injury and he's battling it almost six months. We don't, we've not heard of him at all. So yeah. we're a bit worried there, frankly. We really hope, you know, he comes through. Yeah. He's young enough. Yeah. I mean, what if he misses two years of cricket, I say. But I don't think it'll ever be that much. Like, we are talking of Pant, right? I mean, he's young enough that... Is it? He, he, he'll probably show up in the IPL, they're saying Pant, right? So we're really hoping... Maybe at least with uh, Rashid Khan, he's had a really bad back injury. He's not played the BBL. He's not played a couple of Afghanistan tours. So I'm really hoping he just comes out of it and is able to. Do, do we know what what injury is? Is it, a, is it a stress fracture or is it no? no? At least for me, I, I didn't read anything about it. Manju, maybe you read something. Yeah. No, I haven't uh, haven't read much about Rashid mm. Khan. So really, I am coming to know. I don't know, maybe some clarity. Their board, if they have any statement, uh, they don't talk much. Yeah. I don't think they do. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> you might ask uh, the coach directly. Maybe he has more uh, direct line on that. But yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, interestingly though, but he would be the sharpest tool. So they're definitely missing him. No Mujib either. Right. Mm. Yeah, Both yeah, of yeah. those together would not let any team simply run rampant like this. This is the real problem. Nabi is a good backup when it comes to bowling, but. Naveen Ulhaq also played the, um, you know, the SA20. So, a bunch of good people who would definitely be in the 11 are not here. So, that's the problem. Their bowling is not as sharp as it can be. But all right. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a growing pain, I think, as a team. But also, adapting to the changing, you know, the scenario where T20s are, uh, T20s are becoming more and more important to teams, I think, uh, to people, individuals. Yeah. That's a tough one. But let's see how that goes. Now, um, from there, uh, there's one more... Uh, uh, one more uh, ODI left. I don't know if uh, Afghanistan can really turn it around, but we'll see if that's possible. Moving on, it's the West Indies versus Australia, the T20Is that are currently underway. And, you know, um, you have this all-star 
West Indian T20 team full of uh, world beating uh, players who play in all these leagues but Australia still beat them 2-1 right so in the second game Australia really made 241 thanks to this one guy called Maxwell apparently who fell unconscious after yeah. a drink there even I have even I have not even known <laughs> you to do that what do you think he did I have no idea. It went partying hard, wasn't it? That was after the World Cup, wasn't it? No, uh, he went to well, a concert of Bretley's band, apparently, Six and Out. And all we hear uh, is dot, dot, dot. And they took took him away uh, when he fell unconscious to a hospital. That's all. Nothing in between. Uh, well, you know, he's on time off, isn't he? <laughs> he can do what he likes. A bit stupid, but, you know, he's an Australian. They all drink. Uh, yeah, he came back, scored a ton. But, and what was it? His four, was it fourth T20 ton Fifth, yes, yeah. and from somebody batting at number four or lower, this is a record. Rohit Sharma has five, but he's the opener, right? Yeah, and this is quite something. So again, fifty-five balls, eight sixes, twelve boundaries, twenty boundary hits. So I mean, typical Maxwell thing. And apparently, so yeah, I read a bit of thing in the on cricket sites where they said he got up in the morning and realized he was going to be arrested. Air quotes, arrested. And he actually talked to the management and said, you know, today I have a funny feeling in my stomach and it's not what I ate yesterday. <laughs> and he went on and did this, right? So, um, yeah, yeah, you probably listened to your... I think it's a modern, uh, you can say it's a modern version of Gary Sobers. You only read the stories of him oh, yeah. going, leaving a nightclub at 4 a.m. Then making a yeah, hundred yeah, yeah. the next day. It's not yeah, a story. So it's a real, it's a real thing. A modern, yeah. <laughs> The real one. So this is the modern era execution by Maxwell in the T20. I mean, because you bought this up, I can't help but reminisce about that event. What would it be to come home? I don't know what you were doing until four, and then pad up at 10 a.m. and walk out at walk out to bat at 11, having taken four throwdowns or whatever. And then he says yeah. the first over he had double vision when the bowler came into run, mm-hmm. right? And then he somehow <laughs> found the ball to block of the two or three that were coming at him. Mm-hmm. And then, right. so the commentary was also, it was a BBC uh, test match special and they were like, Sobas looks a little uncertain on his feet and he seemed to be finding his <laughs> groove and whatnot, you know. They're sort of yeah. trying to paint it yeah. in the right picture because it looks weird. What is he doing? Yeah. Weird. And then in about 10 right. minutes, his eyes set in and then just after lunch, he, to- he looked at the umpire and said, you know what, I need to go. You can call it whatever you want, retired out, retired dead, I don't care, I'm going, right? Yeah. <laughs> and he comes to the uh, dressing room and he says, one rum and coke quick. That's what he says. And they give him a rum and coke. He drinks it and he says, another rum and coke quick. He drinks it and then he has to go to the loo. He comes out and just lies down. Right? And somehow he just lies down until tea. And after tea, when the next wicket falls, they pad him up and he goes out and then makes a hundred. This is Tovers. But sorry, I mean, you cannot, you can never not talk about this story. This is one of the most fantastic cricketing stories I've ever heard. Yeah, and the it's other true. other one is about uh, about the Nawab of Pataudi. He was able to see two balls, and he decides to hit the one on the inside. Correct. And he starts hitting a lot of boundaries. So. Now you know this, right? Yeah, he had only one eye, so yeah. no depth perception. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, he lost an eye before uh, becoming an international cricketer in a hunting accident, but mm-hmm. he led India successfully yeah. enough. All right. Nonetheless, coming back to this case, Maxwell showed what he can do, and only he can do. Apparently, nobody else in this world yeah. can. And then. West Indies lost. They again came to 200. Again, a lot of lower order power. Roman Powell, the skipper, Andre Russell, mm. Jason Holder. I think I'm, I'm a bit disappointed when it comes to Jason Holder simply because this guy's made a test double 100, but he won't play tests anymore. That was a bit weird for me. I understand it's a T20 year, T20 World Cup year, but 
Westerners could have used him in Australia. I found that very weird. Oh God! Yeah. Right. So never mind. He's a quality player. I don't understand why he's not fantastic. So, yeah. but all right. Maybe there's more we'll hear one day uh, out of all of this. But the third T20I, they came back and won. So in the third T20I, they batted first. So the both the first two T20Is, Australia batted first, put on more than 200. In the third one, West Indies did the same. Right. So the whole series has been high scoring. They made 220 for six. In this case. they had, they were again in a bunch of trouble 17 for 3 my my score right in the third over but mm-hmm. um roston chase counter attacked then the skipper then sharfen rather for and result really tore australia apart and from where they were really even when roston chase got out the run rate looked all right but when rohman paul got out 79 for 5 you thought oh dear where are we going and a huge stand uh, took west indies to 218 in the last over So just Russell and Sharfen Rutherford simply batted West Indies to a very strong total, and now the bowling was good enough, right? Warner made another eighty-one. He's reminding everyone, "Don't you dare forget me." Mitchell Marsh, the captain, promoted himself to open to try and you know give us a really really quick start. English couldn't do much. I was looking for a bit of runs from Aaron Hardy, Glenn Maxwell. You can't expect him to score the runs every game. Every game, yeah. One eighty-three was all Australia could make, but I was also looking at what Xavier Bartlett. Uh, he sort of started wonderfully in the ODIs against West Indies, and Spencer Johnson. These two people I'm really looking forward to as the next crop, like almost to say, when it comes to Australian Test match bowling as well. So they both got pranked around, but yeah, it's a T20, right? And Zampa, who's actually been the bane of West Indian team uh, in the limited over games, he went for a mere 65 in four overs. You know, he's a leggy. Ooh, I can do that. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Now nah, my problem is he's a leggy, so it's sort of a bittersweet thing. As much as I, you know, don't like him, yeah. unfortunately. But all right. Now that meant you know Australia took the series two one. They took the ODI series three nil, but the Test series was the only shining point for West Indies. Yeah. One all saving grace. Yeah, all right. But they did not account for themselves as bad as you would have hoped. But uh, for the limited over sides, it was a bit disappointing. I must say. Thoughts? Okay, fair. Well, yeah, no, well, you know, it's it's limited yeah. overs, isn't it? I mean, it, again, does it really matter that much? You want to see close games, really? It'd be nice for the West. Do you ever? I mean, you get upset because you didn't win, but you always think, ah, oh, well, we could have done it. I think with limited over stuff, right? You know, you win some, you lose some. I mean, well, can happen. The thing, it's, it's it's yeah, exactly. It's white ball cricket. You can't be. I don't think you can ever be. You're never that too far away from being a winning side <laughs> when you're losing. You know, you got to believe that on, on a better day, you know, someone doesn't that catch gets dropped or you know, you don't get that inside edge onto your stumps or whatever. You know, I mean, you've got. To, I think every time you play an ODI or a T20, you've got to put the last game out out of your head and and just start yeah, again. Fair enough. Uh, Now, but for me, there's a bit of context. I think this West Indian team is sort of setting itself up the superstars team. and because they are now playing in australia and they'll come back in a couple of months right for the world cup that's the that's really for me yeah. the sort of the game behind other whatever the story behind the story sort of thing otherwise yeah i don't think you're right that uh, not everybody really cares too much but manju any contrasting thoughts no. the west indies always like uh, they'll always be there in white ball mm. formats because uh, they have the power houses And like even Andre Russell, I think only is uh, getting better with age. Like with time, as he time goes by. He won't run a lot. And recently, he's even the ball far. Yeah, and he's uh, and he's also broken the like jinx. Like they would say, you can bowl a wrist spinner and you know get him uh, cheaply. 
So all those things are also being smashed. So definitely watch out for Andrew Russell. And like you said about Jason Holder, I was wondering why he is not playing Tests because I think he he's needed there too because with the relatively inexperienced hmm. side, he would have made a huge difference. So, I think. Yeah, so he would have made a difference because when you are yeah. uh, many many down next to nothing, then someone like Holder can rescue the innings. I don't think he has any fitness issues as such major so far. He's been a relatively injury-free career. So. Well, can happen. We, as I said, there is more probably to be heard there. He refused the contract of WICB, by the way. He refused an official contract. So, right. or he's decided he's thirty-three plus, and maybe he wants to. In, yeah, T20 yeah. mercenary. Yeah. Why not? Right. Yeah. So let's see. What that means he has to. Uh, I think go go into the league of shadows for different mm. leagues as uh, mm. a mercenary. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Mm. Now right. moving on. Uh, the Australia versus South Africa women's uh, ODI series was in the balance. It was one-all uh, when we had last spoken about it. But Australia being Australia, they went on to take the third ODI and sort of, you know, played the spoil sport, you can say. And that was a comfortable win. Uh, they batted first made 277 in a rain-affected game. But then uh, South Africa came a cropper. They only made 127. Um, they had a very tough chase and they went for it all gungs-ho. But... Uh, Unfortunately, they couldn't do much. And for Australia, it's, you know, people like Beth Mooney or Phoebe Litchfield, all of these people, right? Alisa Healy, for a change, finally made some runs. I think in the last episode, our, uh, one of our co-hosts was actually complaining, wasn't he? <laughs> he was saying they, they talk a big game for Healy. She doesn't do enough. She doesn't score enough runs and so on. She finally did as yeah. a captain, right? That was good. And, um, well, Alisa Perry steady, but Beth Mooney and Talia McGrath sort of did enough. 277 is still a huge total given the bowling Australia bring onto the field, right? I think they have eight full bowlers in most 11s. So, well, uh, in this case, the fast bowlers did all the job before Alana King sort of mopped the tail up. So, well done her. And in either case, uh, did either of you see that uh, hooked six of Alana King? I saw a um, tweet about it, so I just saw the the replay online, it was a above the waist no ball that she managed to hook, right? And while doing that, she fell on the stumps. But because it was a no ball, she's not out. The ball went for six. <laughs> I had actually not seen that in any format of cricket. I had seen once a donkey drop that went all the way up and simply landed on the stumps, which is unfortunately out. But in this case, the ball was at her chest almost and she hooked it away, almost sell, you know, in, a, in a reflective way and it went for six and she fell over on the stumps. And because it's a noble, you're not out. It's funny. So that's one, let's say, the highlight for me because she hit two sixes when she batted as well. So um, anyway, they are going to play a test next. Uh, any predictions, Bear? I'd say Australia, isn't it? Australia, the best women's side. I mean, there are players come towards the end of their mm-hmm. careers now. <laughs> but... You know, Australia's got the most professional women's game Absolutely. in the world. Uh, England are kind of catching up. And that's what kind of counts, I think, in the well, women's game. They'll um, be smarting. They came to India and got licked clean. So they'll be really smarting as well. Yeah. They'll want to give South Africa a hiding, if I'm not wrong. So, Manju? No, like, they are they are beatable, like uh, India showed recently. But then uh, that lot of things have to come together if uh, you have to, you know, uh, defeat them. Because... Despite uh, Risa Hiri not doing well, they still they found a way. So everyone steps up, and so that kind of spirit is like really unmatched Absolutely. among any of the sides. So definitely take some special effort to uh, to beat them. Or like always, uh, a mountain of runs are needed. Then you need the scoreboard pressure, 
and them to capitulate but most of them are really like he said like uh, the bear said they are really the most professional game so they are very seasoned mm. players so that is that is where the difference uh, you know shows up yeah. even in fitness fielding standards so everything yeah. have if, absolutely yeah. now i mean look uh, yeah bear was right when he said maybe a couple of people might uh, walk away at the end of the australian season let's see if that happens but south africa have a point to prove themselves look the top tier is very clear it's england and australia the next tier right below is india south africa and uh, occasionally new zealand new zealand have been absent for a little bit of time but them and then is the next tier where it's a couple of uh, south subcontinental teams pakistan bangladesh sri lanka occasionally jump to the middle tier or they fall back to the lower tier it it's very weird with them but when you look at that south africa will clearly want to show they want to be considered in the top tier now this is a chance right and they have acclimatized their play t20 and odi so i dare say this is the best chance they'll ever get but against this australian team which i consider to be a more successful and a more let's say you know happy team than the australian men's team from the early 2000s this is the best team out there best australian team out there ever right yeah. so it's a tough thing let's see if they are able to do that now moving on a couple of uh, yeah off the main cricket news but still cricketing games the under 19 world cup final so manju i'll ask you first what will it take for an indian team to beat yeah. an australian team in a final in cricket <laughs> yeah, maybe you know, the australian team having more yeah, indians that was a joke i didn't make that offline but apparently yeah. he still made a 50 yeah. in the final he's yeah. australian enough so uh, i don't i don't care yeah. Yeah. what your antecedents are where your ancestors came from you should have the yeah. you should yeah. have the culture and the ethos of the team you play yeah. for and he did that very well arjun singh yeah but i still uh, i still wouldn't uh, like this current team was uh, quite good despite mm. its limitations and uh, maybe they did, did not have enough seamers like for the conditions that is one so you can have you can always point out some tactics and that way but overall with the resources at hand they played well so like i would say reaching the final i'm quite happy that way and at, as a 19 year old i think yeah it's only one chance to win right. this uh, tournament but i wouldn't judge them harshly for it no there's no judgment yes, here sir. look the only yeah. thing is the senior yeah, story yeah. and the junior story of the indian team in the world cups were very similar yeah. this junior team even had a shocker in the semi final right. which they somehow managed to climb out of and that you thought gave them the wake up call right but somehow they ran out of steam again at yeah. the end and look australia were going not a whole lot stronger but 250 is the highest score in a world cup uh, under 19 final right right they got there they so i thought at yeah. 192 for 6 they were not going to make 230 or 240 but no so that is the australian spirit so and somebody like when they are coming to bowl right fiddler callum fiddler mali beardman these are all people who suddenly stepped up in the final they are a completely different yeah. unit it's the belief you know one of my guests about 4 5 6 episodes ago whenever we did the world cup final he said and i'll never forget it australia walk into a final believing they can win it they this 11 no matter who this 11 yes. is consisting of is the 11 that's going to win it the other team will begin doubting if what if a fails or b fails or c doesn't bowl well or whatever right it's just yeah. the mental conditioning so that's all i think i i very much agree with you you know i think all you know i don't want to say at the time but i think you know that world mm. cup final uh when they lost to australia we could all see that happening i mean that was the one thing i kept banging on about you don't win tournaments you don't win generally you don't win all games in a tournament and india would have been much better off losing a game earlier on 
Uh, and you just, I mean, there's a hell of a lot of pressure for that side at home in that tournament. Um, and it didn't go well. Well, which surprised me because I guess the under 19s are away, aren't they? There's, there's no home pressure, as it were. Um, but you're right. Australians are bloody Australians. They win everything. <laughs> you know, it's the, it's the Australian mindset is we will win. You know, I mean, they don't manage it in football, but yes. when it comes to cricket, it's, oh, it's, it's like they're bred to win. And they do, and they believe that they'll always win. Uh, and that's it's that extra little one percent. It's all it? in. It's all in the mind. I think positive they're thinking, very comfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much so. Very much so. They're comfortable with yeah. believing that they'll win. Whereas a lot of other people go, "Oh, what mm. if? What if?" You know, um, and and that clouds the clouds the mind. All right, Manju, you have a chance. You, I think you work with some kids. You have a chance to shape the minds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My actually, kid has come in here, so. So uh, mostly when uh, these guys grow up, I only hope that they carry a different mindset to the final. No, the pressure-free mindset. That's all. So you, like the experience, yeah. You end up under yeah, pressure-free mindset because I still, uh, yeah. So I still remember a Warner fielding at the boundary in that uh, in the game. Mm, the, the final limit. So that basically sums up the sums up the approach. Like they didn't allow a single boundary to you know. Whereas if you compare on the Indian side, they were like they were putting their one shoulder out, saying, ah, "It's yours, it's yours," <laughs> and it will go to the boundary. So, <laughs> like, I'm saying to a casual watcher, it that is the first thing which you know. It's this the, Indian team doesn't have that issue with the you know sort of you first, then me, whatever. But I think Warner always feels the yeah. boundary. He's one of the fastest men still in that eleven. Yeah. But when it comes to right. yeah, it's that mindset and let's let's forget overachieving. Let's achieve what we can. and you end up overachieving what travis yeah. did so well another tournament right. so as the proverb goes how do you prevent australia from winning a tournament make sure they don't play the final very simple if they play the final they're going to win it yes so, so, there you go all right yes. from there i mean they won that bloody t20 tournament didn't they two yes. two ago finch yes. won it no no one gave him a chance i mean they they didn't really didn't look like a very good t20 outfit and then they went on and won the game you know it's, no it was maxwell and marsh Simply, they kept performing throughout, yeah. and then yeah. March won them the semi-final. Yeah. So, and Wade actually, out of nowhere, Wade yeah. scores the runs. That was crazy. Yeah, Wade scored. Yeah. That that guy is the quintessential Australian for me. Yes, Minimal very time. much so. An annoying little. Absolutely. Yeah, but very much. <laughs> exactly, an annoying. No, 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 I'm little so and so. You know what I'd say, I'm right? <laughs> Yes, exactly. And he'll always be in your ear. Very much. Start so. lap sweeping you out of the. Yeah, way. yeah. <laughs> He's like terrible. Mm-hmm. All right, but uh, well, we should learn. That's what I'm trying to say. We Indians, you Englishmen, we both been complaining long enough. I think it's time we learn. Right? Yes, exactly. All right. From here, yes. we go to the SA20. The finals happen, and well, I had predicted last episode that it'll be Sunrisers Eastern Cape. They they were the form team. Uh, and even though they got beaten and in in one of the uh, you know the one versus two game they came through the second qualifier so they were the form team they were always on the top of the scoring charts but because they failed in the first one versus two game the eliminator not not the eliminator the qualifier one they came through the qualifier two and then they had the confidence that they put 200 on the board batting first in a final in a t20 when you put 200 on the board it takes a lot for you to lose i think uh, riddhi saha once did it But I think KKR once chased down a huge score, right? In this case, they had a good all-round team. Tristan Stubbs, who's been used as like a floater and a hitter, he was sent in at the right time. So the score, which looked decent, suddenly became awesome thanks to Markram and Tristan Stubbs finishing very strongly. So our potential one sixty one sixty five became two hundred from nowhere, right? And then 
that's a very tough thing to chase and durban super giants it was always with their bowling their bowlers were very clever and they always kept the scoring down and uh, and then sort of you had this mulder class and pretorius these sort of people in the lower middle order who start sort of drag them to victory and in this case henry classen got out for a first ball lbw it was otnil batman who were who were sort of i think bowling to a plan they knew exactly what they were doing marco jansen came to the party took a five ball and it was a rout in the end like 115 all out chasing 203 yeah yeah masses i got slaughtered and another australian then daniel warrell took 2 for 15 opening the bowling so a bit of that a bit of that as well so well congratulations to the eastern cape well the joke the the meme that's doing rounds on the social media as currently is that sunrisers own this franchise by the way so they may never win an ipl so look they are at least winning sa20 so rcb fanning fans are looking outward now which other team does rcb own can they go win there because apparently the women's team is following the path of the men's now in the first season they were really they were really horrible so any thoughts manju well rcb really you know there had a lot of complaints about the rcb cafe also oh, really what happened yeah, like, it was okay uh, one, of one, the, year ago. one of the one of the twitter users uh, has uploaded that it's a cafe without a cup like if they don't have a cup how will they serve uh, they're not one a cup why will they serve it in a cup probably they serve in jam jars or yeah. what not i don't know yeah. no they don't they yeah. serve you in cups come on <laughs> i've had alcohol and coffee yeah. there it's all right <laughs> oh okay nice The, well the cafe is very uh, very tastefully done it's right opposite to the chinnaswami stadium and uh, any rcb fans who want to go there you have my uh, recommendation for that yeah. i don't know if there's no cup but maybe they'll bring it they'll maybe no you can you can drown in the sorrow with the absolutely the air quotes reasonably priced beverages yeah. too all right. right so okay let's see if uh, some teams some ipl teams break this jinx like the sunrisers have done abroad and then come home and then let's see one last news today this was sort of in the cards but i think it's a very good appointment so nazmal hussain shanto who's been leading bangladesh for the last 7 8 months there are there about i think he's sort of he was stood, he stood in as replacement for shakib shakib was the incumbent test captain and so on but he stood in but now he's officially been appointed the bangladesh skipper for all three formats so let me start with you bear any thoughts Yeah, I think it's not a bad shout. Shanto's a good player. Uh, stood up in a World Cup, didn't he? Um, and things have to move on. Shakib, in out, in out, getting old. Got to move on at some point. No, Shakib has an eye problem, apparently. So he's an not sure when problem. he's coming back. Yes. Oh, crikey. So this is news as well. I-, I thought he was running for an election and so on. So there's a bit of that. In January, he took part in the... But he's moving um, on. He's getting on a bit as well, isn't he, Shakib? He can't play forever. So, you know... Right. Uh, yeah, Bangladesh have some good young players. I mean, like a lot of, a lot of places, they've got a dodgy board. Um, and you'd think, I mean, a very populous nation and cricket like India, they're all mad for it. They could just get their organisation in order. You'd think they they could improve dramatically with Bangladesh. Um, Look, I shouldn't invoke colonialism here, Bear, but yeah. there are yeah, only yeah. certain kind of administrators we produce in the... <laughs> subcontinent let's not go there yeah. but manju thoughts yeah it's a it's a good selection i think uh, he'll, he'll definitely hold a place down by himself so that's a good thing and uh, there was a test match against new zealand where joy and shanto had a that long partnership so i think uh, in the future it will be good like the middle they had mominul haq mm. for some time who looked right. very promising so hopefully they can have a little longer tenure with joy uh, right shanto. i mean he's also in the right sort of age for me right 
also enough experience yeah right he is not like a real rookie so and even if he does it for 2 to 3 years right if he does it and takes bangladesh in the right direction that's the most important thing look the golden generation of bangladesh cricket i'm going to call it people like um, shakib right mustafiz yeah. mahmudullah and uh, who's the keeper mushfiqur rahim mm. all of these people are already Mushfiq. having a door outside of the team they're they're old enough that you'll now yeah. hear of retirement shortly right yeah. so sort of the right ethos can now be built around a young a strong man a strong performer on the field and a strong character off the field and najmul is the right sort of a man for that so i think they have made a right decision let's see if uh, you know he can also convert it and maybe not just results right away i mean i remember dravid always saying right it's processes and kumble to an extent right eventually the results will come unless you are india and you go to a final but results will eventually come so you have to you have to count on that so let's see if they can convert that those are all the topics first of all i would like to thank both of you for a wonderful chat bear anything to shout out uh well we're back on air uh thursday morning if you're in england we're on air at 3:50 am which is good god man yeah <laughs> well, so anybody who's listening to this podcast please go make a small or a sizable donation to the guerrilla fund absolutely these people do a wonderful job there's no michael vaughn there's no kp there's no sanjay manjekar there's nobody there mostly people your mates talking sense and a little bit of this and that as well in between but exactly. it's absolutely beautiful beautiful right amount of banter enough proper information right yeah. so yes. i really hope people who are listening to this go out make a donation but make sure you tune into gorillacricket.com thank you very much ranjit yeah thank it's you it's good guys. to be on absolutely and manjunath uh, thank you for taking uh, some time out of your busy busy schedule i know how busy you are No, no, it's not that. Uh, always, uh, always game for a good chat, and I was very happy to interact with uh, yes, the mayor. Yes, Imaji. So, of course, I won't call him Nigel. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, pleasure. I should tell you yeah. this, Bear. It's worth repeating it on air. Manju is a die-hard cricket fan, and when he came to meet me for a brunch, he's bought a printout of Olive Olive Pop stump played all over by Bumrah <laughs> as a hello. That was a cracking delivery, though, wasn't it? Jeez! Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah. that's how uh, committed Manju is to his cricket, and I'm very thankful for that. Thank you, Manju, and thank you, Bear. Thank and, you. And uh, we wish yeah. all our listeners thank you. thank you a good day wherever they may be listening from. And uh, we thank you for your uh, patronage, and we hope to have you have you and your company again in the coming episodes. Thanks a lot, guys. Bye. Right. Bye. Thank you. Bye. This is the Armchair Cricket Podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.